For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Romans 8, 22. Hey everybody, welcome to the Abram Gomez podcast and I am your host, Abram. And before I get into my content today, I do wanna say thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and checking out my content. You know, I started doing this just because I felt like I wanted a space to release some of the things that I feel like I've learned through experience and leadership, some of the things I've learned in my walk with God. And so when anybody takes time to download, to subscribe, or even just to check out some of my content, I have to admit, I'm super grateful and thankful. So thank you to you, whether you're listening in your vehicle, listening at home under quarantine, wherever you're listening from, thank you so much for taking the time. And here's what I want to do with this episode. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to talk to you about a subject that is very biblical, but I also think is very relevant for today's environment. And it's on the subject of end times. You know, end times is really biblical prophecy, in my opinion. The Bible has a lot to say about prophecy and what the future is going to look like one day. Now, I'm a person of Christian faith, and so I believe in what the Bible says, what it alludes to, what it's sharing with us. It is God's ancient wisdom for us today. And the Lord has left us a roadmap, if you will, not only to salvation, which I believe is found through Jesus Christ, but also with what's to come or what's going to happen one day on this planet. Things that science and that people of intellectual power are already discussing even what's happening in the nation of Israel and what's happening with society. You know, the Bible has a lot to say and it has said about some of the things that we're witnessing today. So under the COVID condition that we find ourselves in, all of us during the recording of this episode, I thought it would be pretty cool maybe to shed some insight on end times through what the Bible says. And so what I want to do with this episode is I'm going to give you some quick thoughts, and really they're going to be four thoughts. I like to give you the amount of thoughts and points I'm going to give you at the beginning so you know what to expect. So bear with me. And I'm going to give you four thoughts on just an introduction to biblical prophecy and end times. But before I do, let me give you some of these things, okay? And and this is what one rabbi said. He said, I believe a great shaking is going to come to this land and to the world. This was said by this rabbi several years ago. And now if we look at what's taking place and what is transpiring right before our eyes, we could say that a great shaking has come to the world. Another renowned prophecy expert stated, the polls show the highest percentage of both Christians and the general public who recognize we may well be living in the very times of our Lord and his prophets warned would exist just prior to end times. And here's another study, a survey rather by the Barna Group. A Barna Group survey found four out of 10 Americans and 77% of evangelical Christians believe that the world is now living in the biblical end times. Maybe it's crossed your mind or maybe you've thought about it. Maybe right now as you're listening to me, what I'm sharing with you is already or will bear witness with your spirit, meaning that what I'm sharing with you will resonate with you. Yet I have to say this because my faith and my Savior direct me in this this place. And here it is. 
in the midst of all of this, in what we're seeing and experiencing together, you and I can have hope. You know, how can we have hope? How do, how do we know some of the things are supposed to happen or, or what's going to happen next? How can we keep our faith intact in the midst of, of environments like the one we're seeing today? Well, it's the Bible, God's word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Did you know that more than a quarter of the Bible is prophetic in nature? You see, God embedded thousands of prophecies in the Bible to reveal that scripture is accurate and to give us a sense of hope. And, you know, it's it's moments and seasons like what we're seeing. It causes us sometimes to feel a little discouraged, maybe just down and out. But what the Bible does is the Bible's a remedy because the Bible provides for us a hope. Pastor Rick Warren stated that one of the reasons I can know that the Bible is true and trustworthy is that it has thousands and thousands of prophecies that have come true and will come true in history. You know, one prophecy expert said that there are more than 1,800 references to the second coming in the Bible. And for every prophecy about Christ's first coming, and his first coming meaning when he came, over 2,000 years ago, born of a virgin by the name of Mary, there are eight regarding his second coming. For every prophecy regarding the first advent of Christ, there are eight regarding the second advent of Christ. People are also exhorted more than 50 times to be ready for Christ's return. You know, so the Bible has a lot to say about prophecy. The Bible has a lot to say about the future, even about the present day. Did you know, and just to kind of give you some examples before I get to my four points, so bear with me. Did you know that Jesus, with his first coming, fulfilled over 300 prophecies of Scripture? He fulfilled over 25 scriptural prophecies in one day. Let me give you some examples, okay? Isaiah 7.14 prophesied that he would be born of a virgin. Micah 5.2 stated that he would be born in Bethlehem. Psalm 41.9, that stated that he would be betrayed by a friend, meaning Judas. Zechariah 11.12, prophesied how much money would receive for his betrayal. You see, even before Jesus came the first time, there were already prophecies in the Old Testament that alluded to his first coming. And, and there are things because of Bible prophecy that we can know today about our future, such as some examples. And again, this is my perspective according to my Christian faith. There will be a one world ruler. And scripture calls him the Antichrist. There will be something called a mark of the beast, which would basically be an economic system that every man and woman would have to have in order to make purchases, and the Bible tells us specifically locations on a person's body, their forehead or their right hand. You see, why would God give us prophecy? Why would he want us to know? And here are the four thoughts that I want to share with you. Before I get into the rapture, before I get into the great tribulation that I may cover in some episodes regarding end times, but I want to give you some introductory thoughts. Again, I'm just laying a foundation. And here are my four introductory thoughts regarding the end times and why God, through his word, gave us biblical prophecy. And here they are. You want to write these down. Number one, 
God does not want us to be in the dark, but he wants us to be in the light. Let me say that again. God does not want us to be in the dark, but he wants us to be in the light. 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 4 and 5 stated like this, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Jesus said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Another verse, Psalm 119, verse 105, states it like this. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why would God give us biblical prophecy? Because he does not want you and I as his children to be in the dark, but he wants us to be in the light. In other words, he wants us to walk with an understanding. God is not trying to keep his ways from you. He wants you to know. See, if you're a child of the light right now, many of us proclaim that he's going to come like a thief in the night. And, and rightly so. The Bible says that, meaning that there's, going to, there's an imminent return of Jesus, that he could come back any time. However, we were also instructed and taught that when we see the signs, we see the symptoms, we see these things come to pass that Jesus described in the Gospels, we will know that his return is very near, meaning because we're in the light, we have an understanding that some may not. Remember, God does not walk, want you walking in darkness, not when it comes to his plan for your life, not when it comes to salvation, and definitely not when it comes to the future and end times. Just like God wants to make you aware of his plan for your life, it's the same way God wants to, to bring you into light of his, of his return. Here's, here's the second thought, okay? Introductory thought that I want to give you. And it's this one. Number two, God does not want us to be afraid, but he wants us to be aware. See, if he wants us to be in the light, it's because he wants us to be aware. And a lot of people have this, this fear of end times. Some people don't even like to talk about it. Some people don't even like to step into a church to hear about it. But, it, but here's the truth from what I can see from Scripture. He doesn't want us to be afraid. There was never a reason why he wanted us to be afraid. When he called out to Adam in the garden, if you go all the way to the book of Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned and they bit of the fruit from the tree that they were not supposed to eat from, God went walking in the cool of the day and he, and he called out to Adam, where are you? And Adam hid because he was afraid. See, that's what sin and guilt and condemnation do. It causes us to hide from God. But that was never the original intent of God's design. He never wanted you. He never wanted me to hide from him. He wanted us to be in an open relationship with him. See, in sin and lack of knowledge and condemnation drives us away from God. That's why some people will never step foot in a Christian community because their, their sins or their ways of living keep them distant. But the good news is this, that mercy and grace draw us near to God. 
And it's the same way with end times. He doesn't want you to be afraid of the end times. He doesn't want you to be afraid of what's coming to pass in the future. He wants you to be aware and there's a difference. That's why he gave us biblical prophecy. 1 Thessalonians 5.4, it says this, and I'm just going to read a portion of that scripture. It says, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. In other words, he's not trying to catch you off guard. Remember the, the story of the, of the 10 virgins who had their lamps? My senior pastor has talked about this story on several times. Five were prepared with their lamps with oil and five were not. So when the groom came at the midnight hour, the ones that were prepared went and the ones who were not prepared stayed behind? Well, it's a picture. They had their lamps, but not everybody was prepared. And there are some people that have a knowledge of his return. There are some people that have a knowledge of his second coming, but what if they're not prepared? That's why he gave us his word so that we could know the, the time and the season when he was drawing close and near to us. And even if he doesn't come in our lifetime, there may be some people that say, well, they've said this many times and he may not even come back in our lifetime and nobody knows the hour and day. And I would agree with you, nobody knows the hour and day, but he did say that we would see the season. We would recognize the signs of the times. And even if he doesn't come back in our lifetime, at least we would live a righteous life before God that is pleasing to him. See, there's another scripture that says in Amos 3, 7, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to the servants, the prophets. In other words, throughout scripture, when God was about to do something, he sent his prophets. And the Bible tells us that he does nothing unless he reveals it through his prophets. Let me give you some examples. The Lord sent two angels to warn Lot about the coming destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and even gave them an exit before the wrath showed up. The Lord sent Moses to the Israelites to deliver them. The Lord sent Jonah to Nineveh to warn them. And God is sending messages to you and I, not only through his word and not only through great men and women of God who are hearing from God for this season, but also through events and through nature and through things that are happening on a global scale and platform. The question that we're asking, many of us are asking ourselves, God is talking, are we listening? See, without awareness, we can become afraid and confused. Warnings are simply wake-up calls. See, sin leads to slumber, but repentance leads to revival. Let me say that again. Sin leads to slumber, but repentance leads to revival. Again, number two, God does not want you to be afraid. He wants you to be aware. Number three, God does not want us to be perplexed, but he wants us to be prepared. <laughs> he doesn't want you to be perplexed. He wants you to be prepared. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. See, Jesus told his disciples on several occasions, see, I have told you beforehand. See, God doesn't want us to be confused and perplexed with what's happening. We have to look at world events 
We have to look at the seasons that are happening in our life and around us through the lens, hear me, through the lens of biblical understanding. See, when others are crying out of fear, where we are, we are crying out of hope. We are praying out of a place of hope and understanding that God, even though the enemy may be using things for evil, God has a way of using what the enemy meant for evil, using it for his good. And one of the things that can transpire is somebody coming out of their slumber, somebody sobering up in their faith. And I'm even talking to somebody listening to this podcast right now that what is what is taking place has awakened your spirit. You're more sensitive to the voice of God and to the things of God because of this virus. See, that's how God takes what is meant for evil and uses it for our good. And I'm believing that after this is all settled and done with, that there will be a great awakening among God's church. That there'll be a move of the Holy Spirit in our lives because he doesn't want us perplexed. He wants us prepared, prepared with anointing, prepared with hope, prepared with grace, walking in our spiritual authority and walking in our spiritual gifts. Second Peter 3, 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. You know what repentance is? Repentance is a changing of the heart and a changing of the mind. It is a complete 180 from where you were going to where you know God wants you to go. And my last thought, and I hope you're enjoying this. My last thought, number four, is that God does not want us to be hopeless, but he wants us to be hopeful. First Thessalonians 5.11, I've been giving you scripture, Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you are doing. You know what we have to do as believers during this time? We have to be comforting each other. We have to be edifying one another. That's why I wanted to do some episodes on end times, not to create fear, but to give understanding, to give hope, to give meaning. There's purpose behind this pain. See, as believers and as children of the light, We have something to look forward to. Jesus said, be of good cheer for he has overcome this world. Second Peter 3, 13, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. (laughs) This earth is not our final stopping point. This earth is not our final destination. It is simply a place of preparation. It is a temporary holding ground. We are as pilgrims passing through, eagerly awaiting until we arrive at our promised land. And I'll leave you with this verse, John 14, one through three. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Understand that Jesus is preparing a place for you and I. And you can know him by simply inviting him into your heart and into your life. 
And as you're listening to this, I just feel led from the Lord to lead you in this prayer. Maybe as you listen to this podcast, you feel far from God. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're fearful. And guess what? It's okay to feel human emotions during a time like this. We have never experienced a pandemic like this. But in the midst of this, there is hope. And that hope is found through Jesus. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I confess that I am a sinner. But through this episode, I have received some good news. I invite Jesus into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. Forgive my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. I believe that right now I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you said that prayer for the first time or you just renewed your faith, I want to say welcome back and welcome home. I'm so glad you said that. And thank you again for listening to my podcast. And please help share if this blessed you, if this encouraged you, if this motivated you. Share on your social media so others can hear some of these motivating and inspiring episodes that I'm doing my very best to release to the audience that the Lord has allowed me. Listen, just to kind of recap, again, I gave you four introductory thoughts on end times, and I'm going to be releasing a couple more episodes to help edify you in God's word. And here were my thoughts just to recap. Number one, why does God give us biblical prophecy? Because he does not want us to be in the dark, but he wants us to be in the light. Number two, God does not want us to be afraid, but he wants us to be aware. Number three, God does not want us to be perplexed but he wants us to be prepared. And number four, God does not want us to be hopeless, but he wants us to be hopeful. Listen, thank you so much for listening to the Abram Gomez podcast. Remember, you are your greatest investment. You are your greatest investor. Until next time, we'll talk soon. Stay safe.